to the PHNX Suns podcast brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you every podcast, and leave us a five-star review. I'm Lindsay Smith, and joining me today is the one and only Espo. Espo, how are you doing? You've been real busy this, uh, this past week. I'm good. Everybody's been demanding a sneak peek of the new studios, so this is as close as you're going to get. It's me from my desk <laughs> in uh, in my office at the new studios. So. Well, at least you got a nice view back there, a big old window. I'm a little jealous. It does look like an ad for the Sheridan right now, though. It's just the giant hotel behind me. Is that our new sponsor? Are we going to go get them? No. I, no, I don't think so. <laughs> well, I mean, tell us we hit them up. We can get some free rooms out of it. Let's go. I can actually see the pool from here too, right? It's right over there. So, oh. uh, yeah, it's a, it's a bizarre view right now. Fancy. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's dive into it. We've got some fun things in store for everyone today. But first up, we're going to talk predictions. So we're starting to see the upcoming season predictions pop up all over the internet. And the question is, do you feel like it's a little too soon to be doing this or is it the right time? Yeah, national media is putting the dick in prediction right now. I don't know why they're uh, – I get it. There's not much to talk about. But how can you make a judgment in – what is it, July 18th or, excuse me, August 18th? <laughs> I, it, I don't even know what date it is. That's how, much, how little I, I put into this right now in terms of making – record predictions i mean we just saw the schedule for the first time yesterday we have no clue what the final rosters will look like there's still a lot of movement that people assume uh is going to happen as well before then i don't understand how you can make a real valid prediction i, I think bleacher report had the sons of 52 wins right how can you make that prediction that they assume they're going to be 12 games worse but they have no idea uh, what's going on? Like that's uh, that's crazy to me that that they're that they're doing it. But I also get it's all about the page views, and that's why mm-hmm. you're getting getting uh, massive guesses right now. So I would say maybe in years past it wouldn't be so weird feeling just because more things would have been solidified in years past. You know what I mean? But having a he who shall not be named on this show. Uh, today at the very, very situation still looming over everyone's heads. And then all of the trickle down that could happen with that type of a move. I feel like it might be a little bit too early to start making predictions. And then you also have like, isn't Donovan Mitchell still potentially movable at this point too? So some of these teams that we're seeing articles about predictions for the upcoming season could look completely different before opening night. Yeah, I think you could see, uh, you know, a third of the Jazz roster still move before before opening night. And those are some players, Jordan Clarkson, like we've talked about. Uh, you mentioned Donovan Mitchell. Uh, they're, they're Bogdanovich. Never can remember which one's which in, in, in which city. But uh, their Bogdanovich could move, which all those things could shift the balance of power somewhat for some of these teams that are towards the top. So, uh, yeah, I just, it's way too early to make that kind of guess, especially in this kind of season. And, and this year in particular, we have no clue what Jamal Murray is going to look like. We have no clue what Kawhi Leonard is going to look like, uh, you know, the, Nobody really has any idea what the Portland Trailblazers are actually going to be. They could be 
in that playoff hunt, and they could be one of the worst teams in the Western Conference based on that roster. It's really hard to tell, and I get it. Prognostication isn't about knowing. It's about guessing, but still, I just feel like right now, middle of August, we still don't know anything when it comes to uh, how this is all going to look when the season starts and and even when training camp starts at the end of uh, September. So I think one of my favorite things about this article is, you know, they they set their prediction 52 and 30 for the Suns, and then they went through and kind of gave an explanation, right? Um, they were they cited the 2014-2015 Atlanta Hawks, who won 60 games, and then the next season they won 48 games, and then the West appears to be getting even better. And Chris Paul is 37. Also, don't forget the whole. DeAndre and drama and all of that kind of stuff. But I love how at the very end you had to scroll down for that last paragraph. They said, then again, this could all be a gross overreaction to one series. Aiton, Booker, Mikkel, Bridges, Cam Johnson are all nearing their primes. Maybe the disappointment of the 2022 playoffs is just the fuel they need to get to the next level. Oh, so it's and- like, but just in case they do win a whole bunch of games. There's our disclaimer. Yeah, my my point exactly is, is what they're looking at. And I hate, I hate that Atlanta comparison because the biggest star on that roster was Al Horford, right? It was a bunch of good, not great guys. The Suns have, uh, I mean, you can't deny Chris Paul's greatness. At this point, if you're denying Devin Booker's greatness, uh, I, I don't know what to tell you. You either ate lead paint chips as a kid or you fell on your head really hard one or the other i mean the dude finished fourth in mvp voting which was uh you know better than than those atlanta teams so i think that is just a very very flawed comparison this isn't lightning in a bottle they went they went to the finals that that uh two years ago they were the best record in the nba that atlanta team back in the mid 2010s uh didn't accomplish anything. They were they were a flash in the pan one year and disappear. So so comparing this team to that is just is lazy in my mind. They went, oh, what's a what's a team who failed miserably after having a really good record the year before? And they're like, oh, Atlanta's the last one. Let's just compare that. And it's not even close. There's no comparison to me in that. Yeah, I don't know. I I've never loved predictions. I know I participated in it last year and the year before and likely will participate in it again this year, but I always just feel bad. Do I and I'm I'm always I always err on the side of caution because when people would ask me predictions way back in the day, I'd be like, I don't know, 23. <laughs> and that was like, am I overshooting this by a ton? Who knows? Who but, I mean, a month from now, okay, predictions, you're, you're a week, week and a half from, uh, from training camp, fine. Like, that, that's fine. I don't even mind, uh, are you going over or under right now on, on the Vegas line, right? But picking your exact game, trying to, you know, exact game number, trying to say, you know, oh, because we compare it to this, and trying to understand the roster in August in this particular offseason is just a fool's errand i don't i I don't get it but then again uh, i i'm not trying to fill words at uh at bleacher report right now so brought up the over under on DraftKings right now because i already have these available for all teams they've got the suns at 52 and a half which is the second highest um over under for any team They've got Boston Celtics at the top at 54 and a half. And then the Bucks, the Suns, and the Clippers at 52 and a half. 
So would you take the, let make this your DraftKings pick of the week. Which one would you take over or under on that one? I'd take the over. I think at worst, they're 10 games worse than last year, which puts them at 54 wins. Okay. I mean, uh, and that's with, you know, caring a little less about, about getting those wins, getting guys some rest in particular CP three, like that's, I, I just don't see it more than, than 10 losses. Uh, different than than last year but vegas knows what they're doing too if you look at it nobody only one team with a higher potential win total there uh nobody in the 60 range it's it they know what they're doing they're they're giving all these teams that look like they'll be bunched up at the top the a similar over under because it, that's the way to get the most money on it. So they know what they're doing, but I'm going to take the over on the Suns uh, as we stand today until we see how uh, everything shakes out uh, roster-wise. All right, well, there you have it. That's our DraftKings pick of the week. Also, if you have not done so yet, go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. And when you sign up, make sure you're using the promo code PHNX because when you use that promo code, you can bet just $5 on college football and get $200 in free bets instantly. Those free bets that I got from using the PHNX code when I signed up were what I used on futures bets last season. And they ended up coming through, at least with Monty Williams. I think I won $250 on that futures bet. So if you're a little unsure about the over, under, or whatever, do the $5 on college football, get your $200 in free bets, and then use those free bets for all of these kind of bar gambles that you want to make that might pay off big plus it keeps you entertained all season long then you're even more invested i got you beat Lindsay. i did not put any of my own money into the DraftKings sportsbook app last year i used the free bet i wound up continuing to win i got it up uh over 3k i took uh took some out for the wife's christmas present and then lasted the entire season without ever putting in a dime of my own money so nice uh, i don't that's not a guaranteeing everybody the same results <laughs> i'm just saying if you're as good as me uh on the DraftKings sportsbook app uh, you can roll with it for a while jay uh jay in the chat says that crowder's cash club and you it know did. it you came know through it. real close here forever i'm excited to see what this year's like go to uh, bet at the beginning of each game is going to be but we shall see so one more time that's promo code phnx only in DraftKings sportsbook also just so you know minimum age and eligibility restrictions do apply see show notes for details all right espo with the schedule out that means coming soon will be the giveaway schedule now this is the schedule that a lot of people care about when deciding which games to go to which games to take the kids to so you took the initiative to come up with some giveaway ideas to help the Suns out this year. Is that right? Yeah, look, uh, we're not that far at the new offices from uh, from the Suns' offices uh, over at the arena. And I thought, you know what, I'll give some of my old friends over there in the marketing department some ideas for free for this year, <laughs> right? I have five five giveaway nights that are must uh, must see must be there to get this giveaway night and it starts with opening night october 19th against the dallas mavericks it's fries lucas a ho shirt night uh, i think this one is a, is just a brilliant giveaway uh, and look, I mean, Fry's is going to love being on this. I mean, there's no way a partner doesn't love this. And uh, 
Suns fans are just going to want to rock this. I think you sell out the game with uh, with the Luca Aho t-shirt night to start it off. Listen, I'll be honest with you. I don't love sponsored shirts, like sponsored merch that is given away because I hate wearing a shirt that has something cool in the front and then a big ass logo of some random company on the back. I feel like it kills the vibe for me, but I will rock a Fry's Luca Aho shirt. <laughs> I'm sure Fry's loves to be tying to that. Uh, <laughs> next up on it, we don't have graphics for all these. Shane is is more busy than anybody in the company, but he did uh, artist work on that uh, Luca Ho shirt. But the next one is Jay Crowder moving box night. It's whenever the trade Aww. happens. We'll give away the boxes. Everybody can help Jay pack up a shit. That's sad. We know it's coming. We know it's coming, so we might as well might as well celebrate the night, right? You know what would be even better? Instead of a box, if it's a plastic container, it's reusable. You can keep it literally until it breaks. Well, you can also uh, you can recycle the cardboard as well if you so <laughs> choose. Uh, we're we're you know it is the footprint center. We're all about conservation this here. So that was that idea. Uh, coming up on November thirtieth, uh, my birthday actually is Suns versus Bulls, and it's also the thirtieth anniversary this year of the ninety two ninety three finals. So why not John Paxson thirtieth anniversary commemorative photo night of him hit, hitting that shot that crushed so many of our spirits? I think that'll be a, a fun one. Uh, you know, I'm sure Suns fans <laughs> will just come in droves for that one, right? Yeah, definitely going to sell out that one for sure. My if not by Suns fans, at least the Snowbirds. These last two are my favorite two on the docket, though, for, for Suns giveaways that we're suggesting here. The first one, Suns versus Pacers, DA Pacers jersey giveaway. Why not? The, <laughs> their hope lasted three minutes, but why not give away a jersey to commemorate the fastest uh, matching of a contract offer ever? Okay, I'm not mad at that. You could do one of those split jerseys that you see parents wear when they have kids on two different teams. Yeah, it could could be that. And then my final one, I don't know if you've seen the new Utah Jazz jerseys, but let me just say, whoever designed those uh, must have had a concussion. They're terrible, but it also gives us free yellow highlighter night with a ticket because that is the color of their jersey. So Suns versus Jazz free yellow highlighter giveaway night. That's funny. So, <laughs> I would those are my suggestions. some highlighters highlighters I would probably end up actually using so I'm not mad at that also you know what speaking of jerseys the funniest thing to me is you know how every marketing team and this is not a knock on marketing teams it is what it is you kind of have to do it and it's also can be legitimately true at times too of where you're pulling inspiration from when you're designing a jersey for the city edition right but I loved that Utah came out and was like, oh, well, they're black and white because of the keys on a piano. And I was like, okay, that one maybe was a little bit of a stretch, right? Yeah, where the hell did the awful yellow come from? I don't remember <laughs> that on a piano. <laughs> you, know, you ever see a baby grand in that bright highlighter yellow? I don't think so. I definitely did not read the entire release, just that one little portion, because that was the portion that was tweeted out. But I thought that was really funny. It made me laugh. Let me, let me tell you about those releases and the little thing that goes on the website about the jersey. They're written by people like me. All right. Mm-hmm. They're not written by anybody that designed the jersey. Uh, the, the gray Suns jersey 
uh, that the sleeved one from a few years ago that was like amber and ashes or something that they called it ember and ashes, not amber. That's uh, weird. That that would be weird to name it amber. It was ember and ashes. Uh, I wrote the whole. I wrote a whole like five hundred word synopsis for the marketing department that uh, bullshitted how it was tied to the history of Phoenix. And it looked like uh, the Phoenix Giants minor league jersey that was the first team to ever win a title in town. And the uh, the, the orange P- Phoenix Western font represent represented the 80s, 70s and 80s jerseys where the Suns became popular. And t- I, it was all crap. There was no tie to anything in terms of the jerseys. So, yeah, they're all, it's kind of BS when they write those things. Jay in the chat said, Griff, going to be mad you guys didn't read the whole article. I think Gerald might give us a pass on this one because we know what is in the article already and we know who wrote it. And it's just more talking pieces for partners of the team to be able to share more details of the jersey and things of that sort. And I'm not mad at it by any means. It is kind of fun sometimes to have those little like nuggets of information, but at the same time, like we already know. So oh, yeah. Y- yeah. you got to give me an Espo pass on this yeah, one. We- we, got to. <laughs> we we had to read all that crap, and uh, when we were uh, when we were working for a team, we don't have to now. So, <laughs> okay. So, speaking of giveaways, let's get a little bit more legitimate with these giveaways here. I want to know some of your favorite giveaways that you've seen or you've gotten, and then some of your least favorite giveaways that you've seen or gotten. So there were there was one in my time uh, with the team. Uh, that I thought was pretty cool. They get did a Gorn Dragic uh, plush dragon, which uh, which was pretty cool because he had just had a kid too, so it kind of tied into who he was. And I, there were a lot of kids uh, that really really liked that. So uh, so that one was fun. It was kind of cute, and it, it, you know, uh, one nonsense one is it okay if I go nonsense. Yeah, because I have one that's nonsense uh, okay. too. Uh, Amorchin Gortat, uh, one of my favorite guys that I ever covered, uh, went to the Washington Wizards, and they did an action figure of Amorchin Gortat that he was a superhero, had a cape, was in his Wizards jersey, and uh, and he actually sent me one, so I still have that. It's probably in a box somewhere here in in this office, but uh, that was one of my favorites uh, for sure. I, I really really enjoyed that and then from another son's one uh they had a sean marionette doll which was sean marion as a marionette oh uh, that's and, cute and i still have that one uh in the home studio that was one of my favorite oh, it's actually right there there she oh, <laughs> yours got, is missing the legs though yeah that's he's gotten kind of twisted good. yeah but, but i thought that was kind of giveaway I, I also I was going to comment this, but now I'm here. Um, I thought you were going to say they were giving out hammers in D.C. when you said <laughs> Marcia no. Rotata to give away. That's a city that you can't give away uh, <laughs> anything that's uh, that's like that. You never know what'll happen. So yeah, no, that would have been cool. The Polish hammer, hammer, but no, the action figures. So those are uh, uh, those were some of my favorites for sure. I think my favorites have been, so the Suns did, I think it was, it was like a muscle shirt, right? Like one of those summer shirts, it's like a, it's like a, but the best part was they actually had all the different sizes. So because with t-shirts, it's one thing to wear like an extra large or two XL. If you're like a normal medium in women's, it's another thing to wear, to wear a tank top if you're, a medium in women's, it kind of throws it off a little bit. Then you have to feel like, what do I put underneath? Does this 
just ends up not looking cute. So they had all sizes available. So through I think 2X or 3X, which was really cool. But it had one of the old school all-star logos on it and had all-star, I think it was 95. Um, And it was really cute. And then they also had another one that same season they did too. And I think it was like the original logo, uh, which was really cool. And I still have them to this day and I still wear them occasionally. So those were probably my favorite Suns giveaway that they had. And I still see people wear them too, which is cool because they didn't have a sponsor on them. So you literally got a legitimate piece of merchandise for free when you came to that game. And then one that wasn't Suns related, the Coyotes, when I worked there, did a reusable grocery bag and they had them in black and white. And it was just super clean. And it was like a good fabric, not that plastic kind of fabric where you're like, this is going to rip. It's going straight to the kids. I'm never actually going to use this. It's a solid fabric that I still have and still use. And that was like seven or eight years ago, I think. Nice. So I actually got legitimate use and longevity out of that giveaway. So those are probably my top two favorite ones. The Coyotes had one of the worst giveaways ever. It was a Tyson Tyson Nash talking doll, and it was terrifying. And my dog actually wound up taking it and using it as a chew toy for Wait, for a long time. It and it says things. Oh yeah, it's a Tyson Nash uh, things uh, from oh, no. from his broadcast. Yeah, my dog eventually ate the whole face off, and we th- we threw it away. So uh, that thing was uh, was terrifying. And from a son's uh, perspective, they had a Sean Marion duck, rubber duck, and I'm like, what in the actual hell? It's still floating around my house somewhere I, I, because I collect stupid things. But I was like. This is literally the dumbest thing I've ever seen. It was that five-minute span where celebrity ducks were cool uh, that nobody remembers. So, Okay. I'm not mad at it. Like, is it really weird and random? Absolutely. But I'm not mad at it. I feel like I would end up keeping it in my car, like, on a dashboard. <laughs> Just because yeah. why not, you know? I- yeah, it was kind of, it was one of those dumb <laughs> things. By the, by the way, Hello says in the comments that Espo had a giveaway where if you showed you used Manscaped, he'd give you a jersey. Hey. No, the giveaway was if you showed proof of purchase, you were entered to win a jersey. <laughs> Let's not get that wrong. No sliding into the DMs with anything creepy. Thank you. Okay, what? so any other least favorites? Because my least favorite giveaways are, um, I don't love rally towels. They're oh, fun. Completely. They're fun at the game, but then after the game, it's like you can't really hang this on a wall without it being kind of awkward looking. And then you don't want to like use it because you feel bad because it's like a memorabilia piece, I guess you could say. I don't know. I, rally towels at the game are fine, but then post game, it's like, well, what am I supposed to do with this? I hate them even at the game because inevitably you get whipped with one because I'm idiots. <laughs> It, you know, two sheets to the wind and can't remember how to spin a towel without knocking into the person they're sitting next to. Uh, the Suns did have some cool towels back in the 90s during the playoffs. They were like half a full-size towel, and it was made to kind of more display, and it was cotton express things and different things uh, where it was kind of cool. But, yeah, now they give you the hand-sized towel, and you're like, yeah, I have no no clue what I'm going to do with that. Uh, I'm going to yeah. throw it. Uh, oh wait, Thundersticks too. Thundersticks yeah, yeah. are the stupidest giveaway ever because they're annoying in 
they're annoying in building. And it's another thing. What the hell am I going to do with that at home? I'm not going to exactly. put that on some kind of shelf. If I give it to my kids, I'm going to be annoyed like hell because I'm, I'm listening to them do that. Thunder sticks are just really dumb to me. As well. Okay, so now I don't feel bad using the rally towels like as legitimate towels because hello and Eli in the chat both said they use it as a kitchen drying towel or as a workout towel. So now I don't feel bad because I was that was always my biggest thing. I'm saying if it's a playoff towel, do is there some little like hesitation to actually use it? Why? So well, I don't know. You're I'm not ever gonna sell it. it. Nobody. It's not disrespecting anybody because <laughs> let's be honest. I, you know most of the Suns trips to the playoffs have been trash anyways. So what difference does it That's does it make? Fair. I just feel bad for the people that use them as gym towels. Uh, or car the towels. logos are scratchy. No, well, no more because they went a decade without getting a new towel here in town, and uh, oh. so they got some ratty ass towels until they made the the finals a few years ago. Uh, Hello and Sly both say Vuvuzelas, which uh, yeah, those are just annoying as shit. So uh, if that is a giveaway, uh, do you remember World Cup of uh, you know probably eight? years ago or, or more they were the long plastic horns that you blew oh. in and they made the really annoying sounds there was a yeah. brief time that they were popular so that would drive me bonkers as well also low-key kids night giveaways kind of suck like not necessarily from an adult perspective but also from a kid perspective it's either a a um one of those things where you where you're them like a growth chart thing that yeah. you hang up and hang up with them throughout the year or a cape. And I'm like, most of the kids I've brought to games or have given tickets to to come to games are not about either of those two giveaways. I'm like, we got to find something a little better. Like a fidget spinner or what are those popper, popper thingies? Those things nowadays I feel like would be a big hit for kids. Remind me when we do our throwback Thursday of the uh, the growth chart. Just just <laughs> say, hey, Espo growth chart. I got a great story that we'll share when we get to that portion uh, of the show. Uh, one other giveaway that I really liked uh, when I worked for the Tucson Sidewinders, which was a, a minor league team, they gave like a half-size bat, not the little stick kind, tiny one. It was like half an actual minor league bat and i still have that to that to this day it's uh what i use if uh, anybody breaks in the house luckily i haven't had to use it but it's there uh in case and then you can <laughs> never go wrong with bobbleheads bobbleheads uh, as long as they're not plastic they're, they're the resin you can't go wrong with that as a giveaway yeah that's not a bad one that's not a bad one at all all right well you mentioned it we're gonna do we're going to throw it back and do a little bit of throwback Thursday story time with Espo and I. But before we get into that, I do want to remind you guys that our sweepstakes are live right now at gophnice.com. If you have not entered yet or if you haven't entered yet today, make sure you do that. So first up, we've got our Flavoring Life sweepstakes with our friends over at OGs. And the winner of this sweepstakes is going to receive three bags of OGs, including creamsicle and tropical flavors. You're also going to get an OG's hat, a PHNX shirt of your choice, and a PHNX annual membership. Again, go phnx.com or click the link in our show notes in order to enter into that one. Also, if you're unfamiliar with OG's, definitely recommend checking them out online at ogsbrands.com or you can find them on Instagram at ogsbrands. You can also find their products at your local dispensary, but just a reminder, you do have to be 21 years or older to purchase. 
And then we also have another sweepstakes with our flip over at Four Peaks. And this sweepstakes, the toast of the month, this one will get you a $50 Four Peaks gift card, a PHNX shirt of your choice, and a PHNX annual membership. One more time, that's gophnx.com, link in our show notes for details. Also, don't forget our monthly last Wednesday, if you will, is just around the corner. Every last Wednesday of the month, we do all of our live shows down at the Four Peaks Brewery on 8th Street in Tempe. Come hang out with us. We're going to be there be there all day. All of our shows will be there. Tons of people will be there. That's August 31st, again, at Four Peaks for some good fun, food, and beer. But also a reminder to enjoy the beer. You got to be 21 years or older, and we ask that you enjoy responsibly. Let's go back. Let's do some throwback Thursdays Thursday times of when we were covering the team. Espo, you want to start? Well, I'll just bring up the... Uh... The one that I was telling you about, uh, the growth poster, right? And uh, that, uh, okay, so this is... It was is, always so sad. <laughs> well, this is this is a story I probably shouldn't tell, but I really don't give a shit because uh, I didn't sign anything on the way out the door, and it's uh, only sort somewhat embarrassing, uh, not for me, but for others. Uh, so we used to have to put the, the things on the website, right, and in the... Uh, in the game program and those kind of things. And uh, the Arizona milk producers were the ones that sponsored the growth chart. So we always had to do uh, ridiculous photo shoots with a player holding a jug of milk. And I think Marchin was one and, and Grant Hill was one while I was there. Uh, and so it's put on the website and it's been on the website for months, right? And we go day of, I'm, I'm looking at something. And I realize that, on the website, it says Arizona MILF producers growth chart. Yeah, MILF. And I, I get it. It's called a typo, but that is a typo that you don't want to have on a child's giveaway on your website as a professional sports team. So, But could you imagine if they had printed that on the actual giveaway item? Oh, oh my gosh, I would have taken 50 of those because you know they would have oh, had yeah. thrown them away. I would have taken all of them just to have because it'd be so funny. Yeah, I I think it is. Uh, that was one of the funnier things that, that I remember. At the time, people were like, oh my God, I can't believe that happened. But uh, damn, it was uh, it was funny. So that would be hilarious. Those photo shoots were always so uncomfortable because they always brought like a cow and it was always like a newborn, like, four or five day old cow and i feel like the players were always so uncomfortable with the cow so that was always wait scary. a second you got actual cows we just had to lug like giant things of milk for them to have different cartons and stuff you got an actual cow when they did those photos what shoots? Say, was he Josh jackson who they oh brought God. a cow in for or a calf, I guess you would say because it was literally like a few days old it was super did cute but i felt bad for it did Robert let the, the calf then crap in the GM's office? <laughs> I have no idea part? about that All one. Right. I have no All idea right. about that. <laughs> do, do, do you have any any story you want to share? Because I got a few more if, if you don't have anything. Um, I have I have like one and I can come up with some other ones. But this All one, right. was, I just always thought it was funny. And I always just want to tell people about this particular cologne. So obviously how this kind of works right after a game is over the guys go into the locker room they shower they have their 
allotted amount of time to do whatever they need to do in there. And then it's open for media to come in. And then that's when we talk to players after games. Well, obviously, as they're getting ready, they're also using different amounts of cologne and things of that nature. And the one player who always overdid it with cologne was PJ Tucker. Like, love PJ Tucker to death. But he always had, he was like the old lady. You know what they say when you've been wearing a certain scent for so long, you kind of start to not be able to smell it on yourself. So you spray more. And then everyone around you is so overwhelmed by that scent. Well, that was PJ Tucker. He would always kill me with the amount of cologne that he sprayed because it's probably like eight or nine pumps. I kid you not. And I did not like the smell of his cologne. But the point that I'm getting to is that Trevor Ariza came through. He had really, really good cologne. And when he left, he gave his cologne to Devin. And so we were starting to smell it more around the locker room. And I was like, what is this? Because it's the greatest smelling cologne I've ever smelled. So I literally asked Devin what it was, wrote it down, and went and bought it for my partner. And I'm going to tell you guys, Rise, because you have to go get this cologne. It's the best thing. It's called Parfums Marley, and it's Paris. And you can get it at, like, Nordstrom. It's not cheap. I won't lie to you. It's not cheap. But it is worth it. It smells so good, you guys. Hold on. So, so it's just my little like, hey, Christmas is going to be here sooner than later. This is something you can get for your significant other or you can get for yourself or put on your list or whatever. I'm just glad he actually did something for the team and made Devin smell a little bit better. <laughs> hey, oh, we, we thought he hadn't done anything for the team. Yeah, so. I mean, that's fair. Also, I was talking before we started the stream today and um, PJ was so funny. He always had the messiest locker of every single guy in that locker room. He had two when I was there. He commandeered a second locker without asking anybody, and it was stuffed with shoes and a Ted uh, teddy bear from that movie that if you squeezed it, it said dirty things. And it was just the most random assortment that you ever saw. And uh, it was nice because if you needed to talk to PJ, there was plenty of room to get around the locker because there were, there were two there. But, yeah, it was uh, definitely – people are asking what the name Okay. Of, uh, it's Parfums de Marley, and it's Paris. Because I think Parfums de Marley is the brand. Paris is the scent, is what I understand. Okay. Um, and it's like this silver, like metallic-looking bottle has two horses on the front. I don't know if you guys can really see that. But it smells so good, you guys. Uh, Aaron Lee in the chat says, holy crap, $330 from Nordstrom's. It's I'm telling you, the smaller bottle I think was like 270. It's oh my god! It is not cheap. I'm it is not cheap, but it's so worth it because it smells so good. And you can use one to two sprays and you're set because it's it's got a very strong like scent to it. It's it doesn't wear off like the the cheaper perfumes do. For 270 dollars, when I spray it on me, it better make me look like Devin Booker. I mean, listen, they say smells are half the battle, right? Like half the time it's just like, oh my gosh, that person smelled so good. And now you have some sort of interest in that person. So I'm just I'm, saying it can work for you. I don't know. I'm married. I did not need $270 well, bottle of could, cologne to make it happen. Yes. You need to keep your wife happy. And so you get a good scent that she enjoys. I'm pretty sure my wife would be quite mad if I spent $270 on a bottle to make me smell. Uh, I don't know. You should go, just go to Nordstrom, spray it, use a tester, put it on yourself, go home and see what her response is. And then you'll know. 
Just bring the bottle One to me. Yet. You have a bottle there. Let me just borrow a spray. That's true. I could do. I'll pay you twenty dollars for the spray. How about that? We'll see. I, I'm sorry. I know it's expensive. I'm just telling you guys. It yeah. smells good. It smells good. Okay, you go. Uh, for me, there's another one. I will give you, uh, again, this is, I didn't sign any NDA, so I'll share whatever <laughs> stories I have for you. Uh, this uh, this one, I had quit the Suns. I had put in my two weeks notice, and it was a week left, and I get a call from uh, Jason Rowley, the president of the team. Now, Jason Rowley has never called me in my life. Uh, really, there was no reason for him to. We had had minimal interaction uh, because I was just a senior manager. I wasn't an upper management person. Uh, and he goes, uh, you need to call Robert Sarver right now. It's a Saturday afternoon. I'm like, why in the hell does somebody that's about to leave this organization have to call Robert Sarver, a man who I've had one other conversation with uh, for any significant period of time uh, in my five years with the team? So I call him up. And he's like, uh, you, you that Espinosa guy? I was like, it's Esposito, but uh, what do you need, sir? Uh, and he goes, I need you. You handle the son's Twitter, right? I, I go, yeah, uh, for the time being. And he goes, I, I need you to put out a, a tweet for uh, for my soccer team, uh, congratulating him on like 150 years or whatever, uh, and put one of them uh, bullshit uh, hashtag thingies in there too. Click. That was my call with him. That was my that was my one and only significant uh, call with Robert Sarver. Uh, got my name wrong and told me to put one of those bullshit hashtag thingies in there. So that was what and just hung yep, up on yeah, you. That was the that was the interaction. So wow, now, how uncomfortable did you send the tweet? Uh, yeah. I've, what the hell did I care? I, you know, I didn't care. I was, uh, I was on my way out. He could have told me to send a tweet insulting uh, Steve Ballmer. I would have sent it for all I care. So. Oh my goodness. I mean, I would have been annoyed that he just hung up on me and didn't even say thank you. I, I would have typed it to Camila. You want to try that again with a please and a thank you? I just didn't give a shit because I was like, ah, that's a great story on my way out. I, I worked for him uh, for five years and uh, I was that Espinosa dude that could uh, do bullshit hashtags. So on the last, last week of your, your time yeah. there too, it was the first interaction in that capacity. I mean, I literally could have said anything in that phone call. It wasn't really going to matter. So yeah, I was like, eh, we'll have some fun with it. So Yeah. I mean, that's a good one. That is a good one. I still have not thought of another one. Um, because I did sign things when I left, so I can't give you guys any of the cheese thing. <laughs> I may, I <laughs> may so have. Sorry, in the chat said, but you know, <laughs> I, I may. I mean, I may have. Uh, I may have uh, signed something, but at this point, I, I don't think there's many people over there that remember uh, remember me. So, and I don't think those ones are uh, are worth suing me over. Those were just uh, some random things. I, I think I've told the. Uh, have I, I? I think I've told. The Marquise Mor or Marquise Morris uh, story. Have, Tell it I, again. Where, so I was coming out of. Uh, I, I had just uh, gone out of the tunnel, off the court before the game, into the tunnel to go back into the media room, and Marquise Morris comes around the corner and sees me and drops his shoulder into me to knock me over. Just because. Just because. That, what that a jerk. A, yeah, so that that was that was a uh, that was a fun one uh, there, but uh, you know there were some. I don't know that anybody wants the good ones though. So I feel uh, like all of mine are a little bit more um, shocker PG. 
I know that we said this is a show where he who shall not be named is not going to be brought up, but I'm going to bring it up real quick, but in a different capacity. So when I first got my sideline gig, um, well, actually, it was my first season with the Suns. I was just filling in sideline for Kevin Ray when he was doing his games. And my very first game, game Suns versus the Warriors. So nervous, like the most nervous I think I've ever been in my career because I knew I had to go to shoot around and get a Warriors player. And we asked for Kevin Durant. And su- surprisingly, they said yes. Well, actually, it wasn't really surprising in hindsight, but at the time it was surprising to me. But their PR person, their player relations person, best person in the entire league, one of the top people over there. Um, his name's Raymond, and he is so kind. He helped us get Kevin Durant. And then he was super nice to me. He gave me like in a one-on-one, like five or six minutes of his time after shoot around. And then I know everyone used to have major beef with this, um, but we would interview a player from the winning team, regardless if it was or their opponent. And I know a lot of people used to get mad at me. It was not my call. Okay. I'm just throwing that out there. I did not have a choice in this, but obviously the Warriors beat the Suns at that point in time. So what I do or what I did as the sideline reporter, reporter, you request who you want in order of like preference. Right. Mm-hmm. So I put Kevin Durant at the top and then you go down like Steph Curry or whomever else you kind of want. Um, and they will just pick somebody based off of who their sideline reporter requests as well. And who's obviously willing to talk to you because that's a big portion of this as well. Well, I requested KD and he said, yes. And I got KD for my very first walk-off interview as a sideline reporter. And he was so nice. He even remembered me from that morning, which you're like, yeah, well, it was only like what, 12 hours, 10 hours later. Why wouldn't he remember you? But you also have to keep in mind, he was on the Warriors and he talked to hundreds of media members on a regular basis like in a different city to be able to remember that person it was actually really cool so just in case you were wondering if kd is a cool dude or not i think he is uh to paraphrase hello in the chat so you didn't really talk to many Suns players in your time as a sideline reporter after the game yeah (laughs) (laughs) uh so you brought up your very first time uh doing sideline my one of my very first games that first season and this will be the last one we can move on after this but uh we it was sons lakers and we had uh katie christensen who's now on the king's broadcast she was our social media sideline reporter so kevin ray was the regular sideline reporter uh katie christensen would do hits about things going on in social media about the game uh but we also would interview uh, a player or a coach from the sons at halftime in arena only so she's interviewing, I think it was Igor Kokoshkov. Uh, and she, you know, it was Vince Murata actually was filling in for her. And he's interviewing Igor Kokoshkov. And he goes to goes to him, so you guys shut down Kobe in the first half. And they, they really had. He, I think he had like six, seven points. I mean, they really stopped Kobe in the first half. What, what you know, what was the plan? And can he continue it in the second half? And Igor gives the the canned, you know, not wanting to piss anybody off answer. But little did Vince know, in the the tunnel, uh, the visitors' tunnel, uh, Kobe was sitting there listening to this. It pissed Kobe off so much that he proceeded to taunt Alvin Gentry 
for the entire second half saying, oh, you thought you stopped me. And he dropped like 25, right, in the second half. Uh, I think the Suns eked out the win, but Alvin was furious. And I thought I was going to lose my job because I was the producer for the social media sideline reporter. And, like, I had to go down the next day and apologize face-to-face in the coach's room to Alvin Gentry for pissing off Kobe Bryant to the point where he almost beat the Suns. So I love that story. I always think it's so funny. And I couldn't only imagine the amount of anxiety that you had on the walk from your office down to the coach's room. Oh yeah. Because like that would be the worst feeling ever. First, first year in the league. It was about halfway through the year. I, I've never told this part of it. I, I suffered from massive, like, anxiety disorder like and so i was i struggled with going down and talking in general to to people and uh so i so i'm i'm freaking terrified at this point and alvin was a very nice guy like don't get me wrong but i was just scared uh because that was my my normal default and uh yeah that was uh, that was nerve-wracking but he was really cool about it and he's like look man you don't uh you don't have to apologize to me. I understand. Just don't ever, don't ever let that shit happen again. Yeah. And we didn't. So that's totally fair. Well, I'm glad that he wasn't, <laughs> I'm glad he didn't yell at you or anything like that. That would be because he was a really cool coach. I remember because I was working for the Rattlers when he was the coach of the Suns. So I saw him occasionally at the arena when I was there for games um, covering the Rattlers. And he was always coming through, stopping by, saying hi to everybody, of course, because he knew Kevin Ray who was also on our broadcast. So um, I'm glad that he was nice to you because that would hurt my heart if he was mean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Later on, uh, we were on the road and he invited me to a premiere of, uh, of Grant Hill's documentary and let me ride in the same car as him. So we were, oh, cool nice. laughing at, there but, you go. <laughs> but yeah, that was a, uh, that was nerve wracking. And I thought everybody would appreciate that, uh, that, uh, because that's, uh, that shows that some of these players take it quite seriously. So. Oh, totally. 100%. Hello in the chat said, oh, I was assaulted. Lindsay, my life is awesome. As far as the storytelling time goes. <laughs> it's about it's- right. Just, you know, I'm just not going to share all the stories. I'm trying to keep it a little more light and lighthearted. I don't know. Oh, I didn't share all the stories. There, oh, that's, there's that's worse. Oh, that's we worse. know. We know. <laughs> but Maybe for any day. <laughs> I was all right. I was all right with the uh, with the Markeith story, though, because my wife had a crush on him before that. And now she uh, dislikes him. So it worked oh, out. All right. It worked out it worked really out. well. It worked out really yeah. well. Uh, <laughs> Ghost Balls in the chat said today is my birthday. Let's get it. Happy birthday, Ghost Balls. Um, uh, hopefully thank, you have a great day celebrating. Thank you for giving us the uh, the gift of having Lindsay say ghost balls. So happy <laughs> birthday. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> um, I don't think I have – there was something – oh, that's what I was going to tell you. So funny story, kind of funny. I don't know if anybody will care about this. But you brought up Katie Christensen as the social media reporter, right? When she first left, like right after I found out that she had – left the Suns to go to Sacramento, I hit up Bob Adlock, who's one of the main broadcast people over at the Suns and has been for decades. And I was like, hey, so can I have her job, please? Like I was super like green, maybe probably right out of college, if that, 
And I can I have her job since she's gone now? And he was like, I appreciate the boldness of coming out and straight up asking for her job, but I think you need a little bit more experience, but let's stay in touch. And then like four years after that, he called me and that's how I got my son's job. Originally is because Bob hit me up and was like, I think you're ready. You want, you want this job? Oh, good word for you. And I was like, yes, please. Well, they can't, they can the social media sideline position. Uh, I'm guessing in part because it pissed off Kobe. Bryant. But <laughs> so we did not have fault. the second. So we did it's not your have fault second. that I couldn't get that job. No, Thanks a no, lot, you, Espo. You want to know a secret? <laughs> uh, for, for four years, uh, I, I pounded the table because I was the face of sons.com videos, not a face you want as a franchise. Right. And I knew it. I was the manager of all the content. I was like, we need somebody that's better at this and doesn't look like me. And I said, Lindsay Smith is the person we need to hire. And I pounded that table for four years and guess what? Nobody listened to me, but then you got the job anyways. <laughs> so then I owe you some flowers as well, because no, even though it was fine. your fault, I didn't get the social media job. It was also your fault that I was actually able to get my job as well. <laughs> Then and I then look at us now. Flowers. We finally get to work together. We literally, because you and I, I think you left the same year I came in, didn't you? I I left March of uh, of twenty six twenty sixteen. Yeah, and I came and in I think, fall of twenty sixteen. Yep. So we literally just like barely missed each other. Yeah. I, well, I think they fired my entire department after I left. So uh, no no correlation between that. <laughs> but uh, but so I may not have been there anyways when you got there. There was a lot of moving pieces. Honestly, that's the hardest part about sports is it's always moving no matter oh, yeah. what. Like working in sports, I know it's glamorous and it's fun, especially on the outside looking in. There are definitely some tough times being in that space for sure. Yeah. But Ho- Ho- Jose said Espo has lived many lives, impressive, resilience, goaded. Uh, no, like in this business, you basically have to be a cockroach. You just have to be able to live through anything that's thrown at you and then you reappear somewhere else. I mean, I've just happened to live through a lot of things. Um, I'm going to real quick. Shane, show us your toys. Shane is showing us toys off screen, so now I brought him in so that he can show off his toys to everyone. This else. was this was just a surprise for you. I don't want to show off my toys. No, I want you to show you because it brings me a lot of joy, and I know it'll bring. Look at this goose. <laughs> what the hell? Why do you have a plastic goose? I have a Why bunch not? of farm animals. I want Why one. Do you... do you have a chicken? Yeah. Can He's I have a chicken? A it's a rooster. Um, I have a pig. Nice. Why are we showing? <laughs> I, I don't know. The, the uh, audio, was... the audio listener, uh, Shane just showed a plastic cop. I just text, I texted. No, hold on. Lindsay seemed bored talking to you, so I texted her and I wanted her to look at the goose in the bottom left wow. corner. Wow! Just throw me under the bus, Shane. My goodness. Nay. <laughs> All right. Goodbye. <laughs> I just thought that was the perfect ending to the show. So we had to do it. Like what better way on a Thursday afternoon to wrap up the show than Shane to show off all his farm animals that he's got. I thought it was funny. I don't know, but that's just me. (laughs) Espo, thanks for joining me today. I know you've been really busy the last couple of days. I'm glad you could find some time to hang out with us. I will be back. I will be back tomorrow. So All right. Well, make sure you guys come back tomorrow as well and join us. We'll be here on our YouTube channel at 2 p.m. The same as always. But don't worry. If you can't join us live, you can always catch us wherever you listen to your podcast. Until tomorrow, 
a reminder that we want you to stay safe and healthy. And a great way to do that are COVID-19 vaccines. They are free for everyone five and older. Those 12 and older are also now eligible for a booster. Visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for a location near you. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Lindsay Smith AZ. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. Those two probably won't be very active over the next handful of weeks because Saul is head deep doing office stuff and Gerald's off running around Hawaii. So Espo and I are the place to go. And you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home. Remember, you bring yourself. Shane will bring the toys. Ahoy, hoy. <laughs>